Well, hey, welcome to the One Big Thought Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about real ministry for the majority. I am Andy George, and as always, joining me are Ken Hester and Jamie Buford. How are you both oh. doing again today? It's a great day. How are you, Ken? It, it is a great day. So yeah, I, I love that you started with that. Because we're going to talk about attitude today. We're going to talk about part two attitude. A, po- a, right? a positive part attitude. Part two attitude smiles That's smiles. <laughs> speaking of smiles make sure that you like this podcast make Ooh. sure that you share it make sure you comment make sure you give us a five-star rating and uh, we'd love to hear from you as well so i want yes. cha- to challenge some of our listeners okay Ooh. all right i have yet to see a comment you haven't we've seen never, one comment have, seen, have you seen a comment? I've, I've gotten things sent to me <gasps> yes i've gotten things sent individual to me. but i haven't seen have like we? a comment on our podcast what about five stars you know yes we've gotten a few we've five stars. Okay, so five stars. i think we but, have yeah, I'll have to go back and check. Maybe I'm checking the wrong platform. Maybe. Either way, whatever you're doing right now, just stop what you're doing right now. We want to comment. Push this on pause, push yeah. pause, and just give us a good comment. Yeah, just yeah. let us know. Because it's all about attitude, Ken. It really is. So so here we go. So we're going to jump into part two. <laughs> uh, part one, as a recap, we talked about how our attitude determines our altitude, and we started into six principles for a whatever-it-takes attitude, and that was where we kind of left it. So as a recap, uh, the first three were you have to disown your helplessness. Mm-hmm. You've got to, number two, take the bull by the horns. And number three, got to enter the no whining zone, which leads us to four, five, and six here. And hopefully you are listening with a good attitude. I mean, I I think they are. Our listeners are awesome. They are. They've all got a great attitude. None of them are struggling at all in anything (laughs) whatsoever. The good attitude is also... there's, I think there's a difference as we're trying to define this and we'll do this in the next, in these next three um, characteristics. But ultimately, it's not even just having the good attitude that takes you to the next layer or next um, altitude level. Mm-hmm. It's the whatever it takes yep. mm-hmm. attitude. So I can have a good that's attitude true, about a lot difference. of stuff, but if I don't have that extra yep. level of, you know what, I'm going to push through yeah. the difficulty. Yep. Then that's that's what that that's different. what sets you apart. Yeah, a lot of it mm. talks about leadership grit. Mm-hmm. You just gotta have that grit where mm-hmm. you just don't give up. You just kind of keep pushing forward, mm-hmm. and and at the same time having a good attitude. Yeah, <laughs> because mm-hmm. let's face it, you can push forward, you can grind yeah. all day long and get you it get done. Grit, but, but you can a be really a pill. poor yeah. attitude. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. All right, so let's jump into let's number four. Let's jump into number four. So okay. the fourth one is you got to nurture your passion. So if you're going to have a whatever it takes attitude, it really helps to come out of your passion. So I have a quote here from Ken Hemphill, and it says this, vision does not ignite growth, passion does. Passion fuels vision, and vision is the focus of passion. Leaders who are passionate about their call create vision. Mm. So how would you, how would you uh, define that there? What do, you think, what do you think that's talking about? Well, overall, I mean, again, I think when we're talking about ministry specifically, there's a there seems to be a lot of vision out there. Like every church has a vision statement, mm-hmm. right? So everybody's yep. got vision. Usually Every, on their wall somewhere, right? Yeah, on their wall, <laughs> their on their website, website, you know, email signatures. Yes, yeah, every know, it's everywhere. But is there any passion connected to that right. vision? Because yep. vision is essentially just words. Yep. But if That's you don't true. have any passion, if you're not if you're not moving forward, if you're not encouraging, if you're not challenging, if you're not inspiring people around you, mm-hmm. then they're just words on a yeah. website yeah. or words on a wall. That's very true. More than words. Great 80 song. Oh, I thought you were going to sing for us for a second. Oh, wow. That, one, that one's a little out of my reach. Yeah. That's definitely a tenor right there. <laughs> you know? But you're right. It's about, it's about passion. So you could have the right statement. You can have the right goals. You can have the right people. But if you don't have passion... 
it's not going to ignite that growth. It's not going to ignite that attitude. And without passion, see, passion is is the fuel for whatever it takes. Like, why would I? Why would I do anything that it requires to accomplish something if I'm not passionate about it? Mm-hmm. Right. It's not just about getting a paycheck. It's not just about having a job. I mean, some of that helps. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I want to perform to get paid. You know, I want to yeah. perform not to lose my job. Sure, but but what drives us through those hard moments and through the crisis through covid mm-hmm. coming out of covid is passion passion about what we're called to do and i just want to put a little plug just as a as a pastor people listening listen whether again whether you're part-time full-time in any area of ministry do you realize we get to do the greatest thing ever that's right yes, i mean the greatest can. thing ever at the end yes. of the day we get to make the kingdom stronger we mm-hmm. get to see people saved we get to pe- we get to see people's stories change for eternity mm-hmm. I mean, if that's not enough to change your attitude, then then you got you're you're in a little hole. You gotta get yeah. out of it because yeah. at the end of the day, that's passion. Like you, yeah. We get to do that. Like that's our job. We get paid to do that. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So nurture your passion. And so the question for our listeners uh, before we go to number five is, how would you rate your passion for what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And if you're driving right now or wherever you're listening and you're in ministry and you're not real passionate. You probably need to find out what's draining that passion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it that's that's sucking the passion out of you? Uh, is it people? Is it is it the stress? Whatever it is, identify it. Because once you identify it, you can start to move through it. Yeah, and your mm-hmm. your passion directly connected to you know your work. So sometimes it's 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 what you're doing or mm-hmm. the team that you surrounded yourself with mm-hmm. they're not getting the things done because mm-hmm. or you're not getting the things done because they're not getting things done or you're taking on more than you should like what drives you what 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 reenergizes you mm-hmm. in that and and that that's really what nurturing your passion is about as well mm-hmm. yeah that's a you good know? point what how yeah. do you refuel mm-hmm. cuz we all yeah. we all face difficulties and and at times ministry is not fun I mean, and this, I mean yeah. we were talking okay, last year. This past year, <laughs> yeah. we were talking about this this yep. past year. We're, most people and most churches feel more disconnected now than they ever have. Right. And you feel the weight of that as a ministry leader, as a staff person, as a lead pastor, because there's not really much we could have done about it. Like we did our very best online, and we're yep. still doing our very best online, yep. but there's still a disconnect. Mm-hmm. And if if your passion feels lower mm-hmm. than it ever has before, it may be because of the set of circumstances yep. that we've been in. So how do you refuel? Yep. So how do you refuel, mm. Jamie and Ken? Mm. How do uh, you both refuel? Golf. You Golf know what you. I just, I, I just, you'll, you guys will both be really proud of me. I just completed my third time back to my workout community that oh, I, yep. you know, that I've really taken the last like year plus off yep. from. And I was dry and I didn't, I was exhausted yesterday. Last week's listeners heard that I have a puppy at home that I'm home sit- babysitting and we're not <laughs> sleeping and I didn't want to go. I was so yeah. tired. Yeah. Um, and I called my husband on my way home and I'm like, I'm so glad I went. This gives me life. Yep. So, I mean, that's for Ken and I both kind of, it's like working out, Yeah. you know, but yeah, I've been trying to figure out what that looks like, you know, it, because it changes in different seasons as well. Yeah. You know, so there, there was a time, um, when I lived really close to, um, uh, Carowinds uh-huh. and I love roller coasters. And so every Friday I would go by myself, I would go and just no ride way. roller coasters. And, and yep. that. Now I live three hours away from roller coasters, so I've got to find something else that refuels me. And yeah, I hadn't played I hadn't played golf in a long time, and I just Mm. went out actually last week with Andy and played. 
And I was like, man, I forgot how much I love to do this. Yeah. So now I can kind of re- re- replace that refueling. So sometimes cool. it, it looks different in different seasons is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, so evaluate all that and, and, and nurture your passion, refuel where you can. And here's the, here's the next one. Um, number five, exceed expectations. Exceed mm-hmm. expectations. And, and here, here's a quote for you. Um, I believe this is actually from Andy George. Uh, so uh, Andy take, George. take notes, take notes on this one. But wherever <laughs> I am, whoever I'm with, whatever I'm doing, and whenever I have an opportunity, I will set the bar of expectations for myself higher than others do for me. Mm. And and actually that 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 went along directly with um, something I was reading from uh, Dr. King, Dr. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King. He was talking about, he was actually talking to some high schoolers and he was saying, no matter what you do, if you're a street sweeper, mm-hmm. be the absolute best street sweeper mm-hmm. there is. Be right. the Shakespeare of, of, of street sweeping, you know, yeah. say that three times fast. No. Um, <laughs> but no matter what it is, exceed your own, set your own level of expectation, right? Exceed the expectations of others by setting your own expectations higher. Even higher. And mm-hmm. when you do that, you raise the level of your, not just yourself, but of your organization, mm-hmm. of the people around you. And that helps you get to that next altitude, that whatever it takes scenario, because you've set an expectation for yourself that is higher than other people set for you. And they'll be impressed. <laughs> they'll be excited. Their passion will be... Um, uh, kind of excited as well mm-hmm. because they see you leading at a level that is higher than they thought was possible. Yep, mm. absolutely. And you know, there's plenty of average. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, there's plenty of average out there. And so to be able to move beyond average to excel uh, really requires that drive of whatever it takes. And so you know, so the good question is wherever you are, life, mm-hmm. business, ministry, relationships, where do you need to raise the expectation for yourself? Yeah, You know, uh, I think when it comes to, for example, I think the Bible and the Word of God, we've lowered the bar so low, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, uh, where God's already set the bar. Yeah. You know, he's already, like, so mm-hmm. God's done this for us. <laughs> yeah. He set, this is the expectation. This is how you should live your life, like right here. And we've lowered it so much mm-hmm. that it's not even a hurdle. It's like, mm-hmm. it's it's about getting back to spiritually, get back to how we're supposed to live spiritually, but then also in your profession, you know, push yourself, drive yourself, kind of get to that whatever it takes attitude, you know, it raises the bar. And again, the sports analogy is mm-hmm. all through this. If you become better at your position and everybody else becomes better at their position, the whole team gets better. Yeah. You know, so. And setting those levels of, of expectations for your staff, for your volunteers, for for anyone that is around you, for your family. You say, what is, what is our expectation for this? Because again, if you lower that bar, then anybody can anybody can go over it yeah you know? but if you raise the bar then people will raise their level every time you do yep. and, it, and it, it encourages me when I see people doing that mm-hmm. so I know that it works like when I see people going above and beyond raising their own bar raising their own expectation it makes me want to get better yeah all right so that leads us to the sixth and final principle on how to have a whatever it takes attitude and that is simply never be satisfied mm. right? Never be satisfied. Always have that drive to do more. Stay yep. hungry. Mm. You know, never be satisfied. Like, I'm not satisfied with one salvation. Right. Not satisfied with 10. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not satisfied with just one church doing a little bit. I want to change the city, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we want to do. We want to see people's yeah. lives change. So we're not satisfied. It's great. We celebrate it. So don't don't mishear 
never be satisfied doesn't mean that you're not happy or excited or celebrate the it wins. It means we're not done yet. It just means we're not done yet, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and so again, what could, you, what could we improve in our attitude, in our team, in our church when it comes to this, to never being satisfied? So what area right now, maybe have you gotten too content in, mm-hmm. you know, where you've gotten too comfortable? You gotten lazy because that's yeah. what happens, right? Mm-hmm. I think the slippery slope is well. If I'm no longer, if I don't have a whatever takes attitude, and and I'm I'm kind of satisfied, I kind of get comfortable. Well, there's no drive, there's no growth. Mm-hmm. Then that affects vision because there's no passion. I mean, all ripple effects, right? Yeah. So the moment you lose that passion, the moment you lose that drive, the moment you lose the exceeding expectations, the moment you lose the whatever takes attitude. That's where the gray blah area starts to affect. Yeah. And then that's where attitude comes in. Yeah. That's where bad attitudes come in. I think bad attitudes come in when when we're not driving, we're not passionate, we're just kind of status quo. Yeah. We've done our job, we checked mm. the box, you know, yeah. we're off to the next thing, but we're not excelling. You know, yeah. we're just kinda yeah. we're just kinda here. Yeah. And that's where that's where the bad attitude comes well, in. My wife is a first grade teacher, has been for ten plus years, and and I love her little grading scale. because uh, it's not A, B, C, D, you know, like when you get old when you get into older grades, um, or higher grades, it's um S for satisfactory, mm-hmm. I for improved, or E for excellent. And yes. and you go, Do you really want to be satisfactory mm. in your life? Do you want to just be be status quo? Right. No, I want to be improving. Mm-hmm. I want to be excellent. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to make sure that I'm. I'm taking myself. I'm taking my organization. I'm taking my staff. I'm taking my volunteers to another level, and really think about you know what could you improve on in your attitude, in your team, in your organization. Um, what are the things in your in just your area of ministry? Um, what is it that will drive you to say I'm not satisfied with that or that area is not is i'm not okay with it just being satisfactory i want to be improving it or i want it to be moving towards excellent yep and here's the here's the reality good enough is never good enough Mm -hmm. i think some of the words that i hate the most when i say it or i hear other people say it is oh it's good enough yeah now there are certain things where that it depends on what you're creating something for sure like if I'm doing like a goofy video just for social media, it's <laughs> yeah. good enough. I'm, yeah. I'm not putting it through an editor. I'm not, you know, right. we didn't put a process to it, right? It's, it's, so that level. Sure. But when we talk about our profession and what we do and what we're paid to do, what we're called to do. I'll just use the word called. I'll throw mm-hmm. that called word out there. Yeah. God's called us to do this. Uh, good enough's never good enough. You know, uh, we're doing it. And again, I think of the verse that says, whatever you do, do as if you're doing it for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm doing something for Jesus, I'm not going to settle for just good enough. Like, yeah. no, it's good enough, Jesus. We we don't need yeah. to double check that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to give it my very best. All right, everybody. Well, hey, listen, that wraps up our part two. That was it. Man, that was awesome. Time it goes was by awesome. fast. Two weeks. If, if you didn't get the first week, oh, you got to go, go back. back. Yeah, you gotta now, go back. now you're totally out of order. <laughs> you're so now you got to go back. So go back and listen to part one, now part two. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And as Ken said earlier, leave us a comment. We want to know uh, what you're thinking, what you're what you're listening, and uh, and what you need to. Let us know. Let yeah. us know what you want to hear on yeah, this. That's we a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. topics. Yeah. Because yeah. the people matter. That's right. We want to know what matter. the people want. We value you listeners. So. We sure do. Well, hey, thank you, Jamie and Ken. <laughs> and thank you to everybody who are listening. And we'll catch you again on next week's episode of One Big Thought.